0: This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believers City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information, go to believers believerstogether.com. In the Gospel of John, chapter 21, beginning today in verse 12, we are approaching the end of the gospel. And when we get to the end of this Gospel of John, I wonder if we're able to look back at it all and really see the wonder and the awe and the mystery. I think the words that we have read will simply take more than a lifetime to absorb. And as we get to the end, I think one tends to pay a close attention to the last words that the star of the show will utter. What will be the final scene before the credits roll? Peter, having gone back to fishing, back to his old life, was visited in grace by his Savior. Again, we note how he literally dropped everything and swam to shore, swam to Christ, swam to his pending destiny. And now, on shore, there's going to be a verbal and spiritual exchange that takes place between Peter and Christ, one that cannot be ignored by any of us, lest we miss the whole impact of the 20 chapters that lead us to this point. For the Gospel of John, what was it all about? I mean, short of the obvious, which is our very eternal salvation, what are we to carry away from this book? What are we now, as disciples of Christ, to do with what we have learned through this incredible book? Beginning in verse 12 today, it says, Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast, and none of the disciples dared inquire who are you knowing that it was the lord then jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and the fish likewise this is now the third time that jesus was revealed to his disciples after he had risen from the dead now if you remember not too long before this day peter had been found warming himself around the fires of the enemy and yet now here he was on jesus's once again warming himself around the Lord's fire. The hands that had fed 5,000 were now feeding him. Those are the hands that feed us today, Christian. Peter was given another chance that day, but like the day when he stood up on that boat and stepped out onto the water, he had to actually get out of the boat. Both times that boat represented safety and control, and he had to choose to let go and trust Jesus. It sure makes one wonder how many second chances we passed by because, well, a person wouldn't get out of the boat. You see, it's up to each one of us. You can keep on trying to catch your own fish or have breakfast with Jesus with the fish he brings. Verse 15 says, So when they had eaten their breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I have affection for you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. So Jesus begins by asking what is clearly a very personal and specific question that is aimed at Peter alone. Peter, do you love me? And Jesus herein uses the highest form of love in the original language, the word agape. Peter, do you love me with the highest form of love? Now, we can attempt to avoid this scene by merely deflecting its words and claiming that the conversation's not for us. Certainly many people do that all the time. But either this Bible is for us and directed to us, or quite frankly, we're lost without a map. In such, we would be the most pitiful of creation and essentially doomed. Peter, do you love me more than these? Just what did Jesus mean when he said, more than these? Was he referring to the other apostles? The friends he had traveled with and laughed and cried with and served beside? Hey Christian, look around you today. Do you love Jesus more than these? more than your friends, more than your family? Maybe Jesus was referring to the fish that had been caught, his livelihood, his earthly security. Peter, do you love me more than these? So think about that for a moment. Do you love Jesus more than your livelihood and your security? You see, Peter, only proving he is really just like us, answers as we all probably would at such a juncture. Oh, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Yet yeah, we must know that there are four different words in the Greek for what we call love. Storge is the affection one feels for something like a puppy. Eros is the sexual kind of love. And phleo, that's brotherly love. And then finally, agape, that's the perfect love. A love that gives for the sake of giving, never expecting anything in return. Here, Peter answers Jesus' uh, Jesus is agape with the word Phileo. Now, please note just how Jesus replies to Peter at this point. I mean, he could have said really anything. It could have been within the realm of the nebulous or something in conjecture and emotion. Perhaps Jesus would have just been satisfied with Peter's answer. Perhaps he would have been satisfied with a mere verbal affirmation from Peter, even if that verbal affirmation is something that we too give him in that we too love phileo him. However, and it is crucial that we grasp this truth, Jesus was not satisfied with mere words. No, he directed Peter to step up and prove it. He told Peter, Peter, feed my sheep. In verse 16, we read, he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I have affection for you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. Now Jesus in verse 16 tries again. Jesus always seems to try again with us, doesn't he? Simon, do you love me? And Peter again answers the same. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Or again, you know that I am fond of you. Now maybe this would be... Good time to ask ourselves that same question. Do we actually love Jesus? I mean, really love him? Agape love him? And before you answer, oh yes, Lord, you know I... Let me ask you a question. And really, this is the bottom line for all of us. If the world was ending in one month and you knew it for sure, let me ask, how would you live? Would you change your life or would you hold the course? Because I'm here to tell you the answer to that question is a clear telltale. Because if you would change your life and you would live differently for that last month, if you would step up your game and minister and evangelize and love to a greater degree, then clearly you are not now where you are supposed to be. And you are not doing what you are called to do. Because living for Christ is living in the light of his imminent return and the end of days. Truly loving Jesus is placing him front and center. I believe that there is no other teaching from this church that has cost so many attendees over the years. It is the first and the most crucial principle and doctrine of living in the gospel. And sadly, sadly, it's the first to be abandoned by individuals and really hold church fellowships around the world. So I ask you again, do you agape Jesus or are you too just fond of him? If you love him, tend his sheep. This is the loving and caring for the community of the believers. Verse 17, he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you have affection for me? Peter was grieved because he had asked him a third time, do you have affection for me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I have affection for you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So now a third time, Jesus asked Peter the same question. I wonder how many times he's asked us that question. How many times does he ask before we simply don't hear him anymore? And maybe we're saying, ah, well, let me first go and... Because maybe we're intending to give him our all one day after we do this thing or that thing. And if that is our heart, then what we are effectively saying today is, I'm fond of you, Jesus, but I love something and someone else more than you right now. And Jesus used the word phileo, brotherly love,